You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files. I am your host, human potato of comedy, Jeff Paul. Uh, my guest today is uh, Mr. Muskoka. Uh, <laughs> he's a great roaster. He's a great comedian. Uh, he's a great friend. Tyler Morrison's in studio today. How are you, Tyler Morrison? Jeffrey. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always in fine form. We got, we, got a, we got an hour coming up of your favorite thing is talking about Tyler Morrison. Oh, what a... A terrific subject to delve <laughs> right into. <laughs> Tyler's in Toronto right now. I don't even know why I'm promoting it. He's doing the Rude Dudes Christmas show tonight, but uh, once you hear this, uh, the show's already done. It'll so just be a memory. Make sure you come to 2018's Rude Dude Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really uh, sad. Tyler also has a podcast called the Rude Dudes Podcast, where you can check that out, you know, where you get your podcast, guys. Other than that, Tyler, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, actually. I haven't got into any uh, beverages yet. I've been, been a good boy. Just, <laughs> that's uh, it's getting a little late for you, bud. I, I'm starting to shake. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Uh, your 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 blotch is going to come out early tonight. Oh yeah, it's, I got to go on last. I think so. Are you allergic to alcohol? I think it's hard alcohol that like the, really... the, the the brown stuff gets you. I, I used to get yeah. that, man. Like really, uh... you know what would happen is I have trouble breathing, and then like that's the first time it happened was when I was like 20 or something yeah. like that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because I've been drinking this for a long time. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, so I kind of eased off of hard alcohol and I only drink beer, which is, Now you just know, 12 beers a day before you got to go pick up the kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how am I going to fit the kid in the car when the two fours in the baby seat strapped in? <laughs> yeah, you're taking empties back with your <laughs> kid just sitting on the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's a booster seat. That's yeah, a Muskoka booster. Exactly. Booster seat. <laughs> Muskoka booster seat. Empty case of Coors Light. Um, where in Muskoka you live in? I live in Bracebridge. Bracebridge. You were yeah. born and raised up there? Yeah. Like, I was born in Toronto, but like I lived in Bracebridge for about 13 years. And then uh, my family moved closer to Toronto. And I went to high school in King City. And then okay. we all kind of gradually moved back up there. It's a nice yeah, place yeah. to That's, hang your hat. I know. It's mostly tourists, too. Do you, uh, you find that it's more exciting in the summer or less exciting in the summer? Yeah, a bit of both. I actually got no problem with it. I mean, you know, what it takes you an extra 10 minutes to drive up the main street. Oh, so, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Summertime's the only time you might be able to drive in Toronto. Yeah. Because everyone's up and driving around the truck, bunging up that traffic. No, I can get a little sleepy up there, but I, I don't mind. Like I said, I'm, you know, that's where I'm from, but uh, I, I travel everywhere, so it's cool to... You can get the best of both worlds. You can come and party in the city and then uh, go back to a little bit of a more quiet lifestyle. You live near the water up there or no? Not like near the water. Close enough. If I wanted to access water, it's not yeah, far yeah. at all. Like, um, it's, Folks got a place on the water? Or they're just No, no. We used to have a cottage uh, actually in Havelock area. Out, oh, the yeah. fucking Havelock oh, jamboree, bud. I've been before. It's a fucking riot. I, yeah, I, um, my, one of my ex-girlfriends uh, had a... Uh, had a cottage on belmont lake maybe yeah that's the lake yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah that's the lake that uh, my family had a cottage on there for like 60 years yeah it's my uh, my ex uh, she still has because uh, her family still has that cottage out there but yeah we could we could always hear the jamboree but we never ventured over yeah you gotta drive past the uh, campgrounds to get to <laughs> like uh, to our cottage so we'd always see what's going on there it's always a fucking 
Buddy, we, we, we could have been neighbors in a different uh, dimension up there. Very eh? bizarre. Very <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> I like the Havelock Jamboree, though, because it was like one of the festivals where you could bring your own alcohol in. Like you could just drive your you know car into yeah, yeah, yeah. the grounds and then you don't they're not you don't have to buy like ten dollar beers there. It's not like a leaf game. I remember we used to go up to <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do Molson Park in Barrie? Did you ever do concerts there? Yeah, I never did, but I I remember they used I guess, to have lots of yeah, they they closed down like shortly after I became a, a young adult, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did one concert there. You drive up and you you sleep in a tent in the parking lot mm. and security comes and wakes you up at six AM. They're like, Tent's gotta be down. I'm like, I just got in here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bricks um so what did uh what did mom and dad do if if they're moving around uh well my dad was like in landscaping for a long time and then uh my mom just kind of worked like uh she worked at a drugstore and stuff so nothing like too okay. glamorous it was just uh yeah my dad got a job closer down to the city and we had family down there my uh parents so my grandparents on my mom's side were in bolton nice. so we moved down to nobleton and uh it was, you know it's close by it was pretty cool uh, to you know it's a good good area to grow up in actually i thought it was a uh, fun high school what kind of landscapes are you doing he's doing like construction or like more like gardens uh, and gut and grass and he was doing like a lot of like uh like tree planting and stuff back then like he worked on, like on a tree farm and, okay. and yeah so like some but uh you know some hardscape stuff now he's with uh, the company uh unilock the uh paving stone stuff oh, yeah, he's yeah. been with them for about 18 years now Fuck, so he's not still laying brick is he no 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 he's yeah. a sales uh good, good. sales guru <laughs> yeah no he's doing great with them so yeah no i uh that's uh what i did before i went to college i was uh i worked on a farm and then i worked uh, for a landscaping company castle rock landscape and maintenance give them a little plug if you need your lawn cut castle in niagara the lake <laughs> this guy uh mike freena good guy tuna we called him he uh his logo for castle rock was the <laughs> Same logo from like the Castle Rock movie productions. You know, yeah. they, they produce Seinfeld. You see at the end of each Seinfeld, like I would say Castle Rock. And he was just like, okay, I'm naming my Mine. company that. Yeah. That's so and like funny. where it said entertainment in the middle, he just he took out that, put landscape and maintenance. That's great. And then instead of a lighthouse, it was an evergreen tree, but it's the exact same logo. I'm like, you fuck. How long did you work with those guys for? Um, I worked with them for like a um, couple summers. And then it was like, it was a, good job that if i was in town like yeah yeah you I could was like, pick up a couple yeah if i just come back from school i'd be like hey man i'm gonna be home for a week could i uh mm-hmm. could i do some work and uh yeah it was, it was good you collect pogey in the winter <laughs> he'd call you every time it snowed and you'd go out you'd shovel driveways pick up for, some cash right yeah pick up some cash on the old pogues life's good i did i did landscaping for quite a few years with a company called good earth landscaping and they're based out of like the halberton and muskoka area <laughs> and they're the best steve good one of the best guys <laughs> I ever met and uh, we we're like uh, he, he was friends with my dad and stuff and uh, my brother had worked for him so he knew me but like you know I was doing comedy at the mm-hmm. time so he already knew me as a comic and he uh, he hired me on it was awesome because he gave me the flexibility that if I needed to go down for a show and leave work early or take That's a good. day off it was like totally understood and like definitely like an important like type of job to have if you can have a flexible job in comedy yeah, no doubt. To, I, uh, to get there I I always, uh, like, you know, people ask you that question, like, what job would you do if you had whatever, you didn't have to work or, like, 
what job would fill your time? If I could just cut grass yeah. for the rest of my life, Mindless. I'd, be a, I'd be a happy man. It's just, it's so nice and peaceful. That's it, right? Like, I love, I have a riding lawn tractor at my house. That's yeah, like, it's great. The only time that, like, you feel zen. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you got, like, a toddler running around. Yeah, driving your tractor. Yeah, you can't hear the kids screaming because yeah. the blades are going. You got a beer in hand. <laughs> you want to take her for a tractor ride? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> you, you got a big lot out there? Yeah, it's a decent lot. Like, I'm trying to think. It's not like humongous or anything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough that you need a rider? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You wouldn't want to do it with a push, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Piss, no, you, piss I you right w- off. Wouldn't want to do anything with a push. <laughs> <laughs> um, Work smart, not and, hard. And uh, what's, uh, what's the wife do to pay the mortgage? Mm. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a, uh, she supports she's a her, teacher. Her artist husband. Yeah. yeah. What'd she, she teach? She's a grade six teacher, grade five, oh, six. Oh, fuck. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, up in uh, Huntsville. So she's uh, just got on full time. Like, it's a, it's hard to get full time teaching up there. It's such a smaller, uh, yeah, yeah, smaller market, market, and a lot of people want to live up there. So, mm-hmm. And it's not like people aren't raising families up there either. It's people retiring down there. There's Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's like Niagara, Niagara Lake, where I'm from, like, there's they're just closed closing schools because nobody can fucking afford to buy a house in this town anymore. Yeah. So you I go got, to St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, where you can afford to have a house and raise your kids. Mm-hmm. I think they try to turn like our town into a real retirement villa. And it's like <laughs> unbelievable. Well, that's just where the money is, you know? It is. It's, I mean, not, not a lot of fun for young people, I don't think. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with uh, the wife teaching every day, I guess you're the uh, stay-at-home comedian dad in the day? To a degree. Like I, I have my daughter on Wednesday and then she goes to like home daycare uh, with her grandma on uh like i think it's like thursday friday saturday okay or not saturday thursday friday and tuesday and then my mom lives in town too so she takes her on a monday <laughs> so i can do some work during the day oh, i bet you're doing a lot of fucking oh, hard, yeah. hard work eh? Oh, a little bit of just netflix no <laughs> let's troll twitter for the first six hours of today <laughs> <laughs> just harassing people on twitter you know the stand-up comedy way yeah yeah no i yeah I, you know get a little bit of little bit of business done you get but. lonely up there don't you tt oh god i'm <laughs> off the grid I'm like, you know what it is it, it's the worst in the winter you look outside because we get a lot of snow up there yeah, yeah i feel like jack nicholson in the fucking shining oh no doubt man <laughs> that's my uh my neighbor at uh, up in my cottage like we have to access by boat yeah and uh he said he stayed uh he stayed two winters after he retired and he's like i'll never fucking do that again mm. he goes as soon as the first snowfall comes it's just a dismal like just bleak nothing out there yeah and this he was telling me this he was uh he was 72 at the time when he's telling me this story and his wife's sitting there at the table and he goes he goes once that first snowfall comes there's just nothing left to do you know and a man can only fuck so much <laughs> and i look over at his wife and she's like nodding her head like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome yeah yeah no I, we always we always uh make jokes about tt being lonely up there cause, oh, like, I'm... especially yesterday I, I made the mistake of starting a text conversation with well you i was like why is this guy still talking to me <laughs> <laughs> I like how I ended it. You sent me three unanswered texts, and I just wrote, "I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, Fuck! Thank God. <laughs> oh, too good. All right. Well, let's. Uh, you were you were born in Toronto, mm-hmm. moved up north. Um, what's uh, what's life like growing up? Your parents, uh, good parents, loving parents. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, there's only one time I like caught a real fucking nice beat down that I fucking deserved. <laughs> My dad and his buddies. 
they're all sitting out drinking by the fucking, uh, I guess it would have been a carport, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they're having a few pints, and I, I don't know, I was a little smart ass. I think I would have been about 10. Were these pints or cans? Oh, they, yeah, had to be, yeah, cans. <laughs> drinking fucking maybe babas, I don't know. And then uh, I come I come by, and I don't know what, what my dad said to me, but I looked at him, I go, bite me. <laughs> and he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I yeah. see him, like, not be impressed that, like, I just chirped him in front of all of his boys, and they're all fucking laughing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no. The more they laugh, the worse this is going to hurt, right? And he gets up and starts chasing me, and I'm running. And... Uh, <laughs> I fucking come up. There's like a like a big tree in our front yard, and I fucking hang a, like a hard right, and the grass is a little bit slippery, and the old man blows a sandal, and just goes down like it was like a hard fall on his side, like just skids out, like the legs just got cut out from under him, yeah. right? Oh my! How old is God. he at the time? I mean, he would have been like thirty. Five, yeah, maybe 35, probably. Yeah, it's still old enough you can fall down. Like my age bad. now, yeah. I know if I took that fall, I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be hurting. But still the age that he could get back up from that fall. Oh, yeah, he was going to catch me eventually. <laughs> anyway, he was, uh, no, he's he's a really good dad. And he's a really good dad. And my mom's awesome, too. So, uh, yeah, parents are good. There's no, uh, not really a lot of dysfunction. Just, no? Yeah, you, just, just you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm the fucking. You got siblings? Yeah, we got a younger brother and a younger sister so okay so yeah. you're the oldest eh? I, i'm the oldest oh, it's always it's always weird when the oldest is the family disappointment eh? yeah well, <laughs> that's why they went for two more they fucking saw it coming they're like this is something off with this boy <laughs> uh you close with your sis, uh sister and brother still? yeah yeah we're, we're we're pretty close like my brother lives down though he lives in uh florida and my oh, sister yeah? lives in edmonton so they're spread out oh shit but uh yeah it's it's good when we all get together and how often do you know, uh, does that happen now it's only about once a year like my Christmas, brother everyone comes home for christmas or yeah or the summer like i don't think uh christmas my brother will be back they just had uh they have like a young boy so they're you know busy down what's he there. doing down in florida he sells uh funeral pre-planning packages so he can set you up with like everything you need to nice. die yeah he's dr death and he just takes most people's money and then goes and drops them in the everglades yeah let's, let's the go at it. What, a, what a great place uh <laughs> To be doing that. Yeah, no shit, FLA. eh? That's where everyone's going to die. Yeah. It should be their slogan, Florida, come here and die. I heard, the, I don't know if this is, I hope this is true, but, uh, you know, I got to say it with a, take it with a grain of salt, but he said that there was like another company down there that was called Barry's Burials. <laughs> and this guy was like a fucking wild party. Like he was a party animal and uh, he got busted throwing like parties at the funeral home and he had like, the caskets were open filled with like like ice and beer and shit. <laughs> Berries, burials. I'm like, that's a fucking sitcom. I'm copywriting that right now. Yeah, that'd be a great summer party. Yeah. Or, a, or like a staff Christmas party. Just wheeling in the yeah. hearse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's where's the whiskey? Oh, it's over in that six coffin over there. Six beers deep, six feet deep. Don't drink that. That's embalming fluid. <laughs> Actually, fuck it. Let's drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, what about... Um, religion any uh, religion in that family no you know what there's like like a like very loose with religion no nothing was really pushed on us i remember we we were christened my brother and i we went to the to that whole fucking thing but we got into a fist fight with each other because we didn't want to wear suits and 
then <laughs> my dad yanked us out of Sunday school pretty quick. He didn't, he wasn't down with that shit. Yeah. Like he thinks a lot of people hide behind religion and. Well, they do. And that's not his, <laughs> yeah, it's not really his game. So. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't have religion. We had, uh, we had a couple months after uh, my 17 year old cousin died in a car accident mm-hmm. and my dad said, we're all going to church now. And I think. I think he realized his uh, answers of what happened were not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just, uh, we stopped doing it. But the fucking thing was, I uh, after that, my dad, like, he made this choice for the whole family. The whole family found religion. And then I decided to become an altar boy because I was 10. I lost my cousin. I was confused. Mm-hmm. And I sucked into that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, with my family, it was like, you know, they have their, they, they believe in it, but they don't you know need the they don't need the structure for it they, they just they believe in being good people you know mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I, I fucking went the other way <laughs> <laughs> you're a great asshole <laughs> <laughs> i think it's because i understand morality and uh uh what's i guess uh Manners. 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 Like, I understand that. Like, I like I have a very, you know, etiquette. Yeah. I yeah, understand yeah. etiquette, and that's what, what etiquette, like, um, I find funny to break etiquette. Yeah. Manners, uh, just be polite, treat people like you want to be treated, and don't fuck kids. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the three. Those are the big three. <laughs> yeah. But mainly, to just don't fuck kids. You can still drink and drive. Just <laughs> don't fuck the children. Is that is that too much to ask? Well, the thing is, if you're a religious man, um, did did Jesus? Yes, ever it tell is you, too much to ask. Did Jesus ever tell you not to drink and drive? <laughs> Fuck that guy was making water or water into wine. All right, yeah. you don't think that guy partied? Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> fucking right, he did. But yeah, yeah, good times with JC. Uh, what about school growing up? Ooh. You a good student? Yeah, I was always fucking piece of shit troublemaker. I was always like, get good marks, but get bad comments from the teacher. (laughs) Distracts others. Showed up a lot on the report cards. Well, yeah, you're still you're still distracting others. Yeah, that's that's good. That's all you can do, really. (laughs) Um, Popular kid. Middle, like in in high school, I was more popular than I'd say in like grade school. Yeah, for sure. But. you know, we ran with a pretty sweet crew in high school. Oh, yeah. We fucking peaked in high school. Tyler Morrison. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I peaked in college, maybe. <laughs> um, any sports growing up? Yeah, yeah. I played hockey all the way up. We played, you know, I played baseball, a little bit of soccer. I didn't really like soccer. Soccer sucks. Soccer was shit. I never played soccer. I did three years of t-ball when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was seven, I told my dad I wanted to do uh, Start playing lacrosse. Oh, nice. So, played that until I was 21. I don't think I could play lacrosse because I don't think I could handle the slashing. I, it would <laughs> fucking make me go nuts. Motherfuckers just tomahawking you. Well, that's the, the idea. It's not even like the slashing in lacrosse isn't to... Like, it's mostly to just piss the guy off. I know, man. I don't think I could fucking take that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I got to fucking... Temper, you yeah. Know. They didn't uh, when I like the rules when I was growing up. You couldn't slash like they do in like the professional league, but you could fucking cross check. Like what I don't, never understood about lacrosse is why they fight like hockey fights when it's like a, a street fight. Like they actually automatically start fighting. Like it's on ice. It was like, dude, you don't have skates. <laughs> you don't need to fight like that. You could actually like. Now they're usually sometimes they square up, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like a, just a straight up hockey fight. Mo- I think it's the bucket. They taking off the helmet. Well, that's what they. Uh, uh, 
most lacrosse fights now, like if you watch the NLL, if they're like, we're going to fight, both guys, like they take off their own helmet. Yep. And then fucking, they, then they're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. But like hockey, fucking, you go in helmet first and hope the guy's first couple punches hit that plastic. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But like, like I just don't understand. Like, I'd throw a fucking arm bar on a guy if I could. <laughs> I don't even Stone know. cold stunner on that <laughs> fucking center floor, court, whatever the fuck they want to yeah. call it. It's just, I think it's just the, the, the hockey etiquette. The code, the <laughs> hockey code, bl- bled into uh, lacrosse. Were you, uh, were you good at hockey? Yeah, I was all right. I was a goalie. Was, yeah, yeah, I had some pretty good years. Travel team or house league? Yeah, yeah, travel and played a bit, of, a bit of both. Like, just you know, I had fun with it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think like my last year, I played like triple A was the that's the highest that I went okay. when I was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's so much politics in hockey with like small towns. It gets fucking like. I think it's like so detrimental to the sport when you know the money influence comes in. Yeah, like yeah, rich yeah. kids are getting picked on teams that like, well, they suck, right? I remember, uh, <laughs> like, I think it was uh, my dad, like my brother Kevin, totally could have fucking went and played AAA, mm-hmm. but I think it was just uh, my parents' level of commitment which held him back. You know, yeah, yeah. that's fucking. When you get into AAA, it gets hardcore, man. Well, we were like, I remember we. One year, it was uh, we had the chance to play on the the rep team, which is like single A, and like all these rich kids are on the fucking team, and their dads are the coaches, and like the goalie um, of that team, his dad was one of the coaches, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm a goal, I'm not gonna fucking see any ice, mm-hmm. like fuck this, I'm just gonna play local league, which was it wasn't the same as like house league in like a big town where you play just people from your own town, you yeah. travel, so it's like almost okay. like a select league, um, kind of, you'd have like maybe. I remember when I got older. Yeah, um, it's better. Yeah, I started uh, after Pee Wee. I just stopped wanting to really play, so I stopped getting picked. I remember the coach at the the Bantam coach for the A team. He was like, "Listen, we really like you." He's like, "But you you don't seem to be taking any of this serious." I'm like, "No, it's a game, man." Yeah, yeah. Because well, I was just like, I was running my mouth and just having a good time and fucking yeah, uh, being you. Yeah, and uh, he was like, "Well, if you could." calm down and sort of take it seriously we'd like to have you on the team i'm like no nah, man i'll just go to our house league and have fun <laughs> but yeah we just we traveled around it was just like the niagara region yeah so it was all right so we well like we all a bunch of us who could have played at that level we all went stayed down a level so we could play on the same team <laughs> and we'd just be drinking and fucking causing so much trouble we had so many penalty minutes it was fucking insane our coach hated our guts when i, I was on the a team and peewee me and uh, two of the guys on the team got drunk the night before for like 6 a.m. fucking Saturday morning practice. Oh. And uh, we got in trouble at the practice because we came in, we're still drunk. We'd been drinking all night. <laughs> and like fucking we we're, what are you, grade eight or something at that time? <laughs> We got in shit. We were, we had to write an apology letter to the team and read it in the dressing room before we could even put our gear on before the next game. She's like, "Come on, this is we're kids. We're playing hockey, and fucking they they make you wear a suit." Oh yeah, that's so fucking yeah. Like like yeah. oh, it's travel league. You got to wear a suit. I'm like, oh, I don't wear a fucking suit to the arena. Oh, they sell man. French fries in a cardboard box for fuck's <laughs> sakes. Remember one year in playoffs, we were down uh, in Sarnia. Yeah, Sarnia or Leamington or something, and like we're going down like our coaches they left in the middle of playoffs all three of them they're like younger guys they left to go to las vegas on like a vegas party weekend <laughs> like sorry boys uh we didn't think that uh we'd make it this far so we planned our trip earlier this year and uh we're fucking gone good luck though uh, and so like we're our coaches left us we, so we go down and we're like 
get, we're going to lose this fucking series. There's a whole, I've never seen anything like more corrupt. We played a series against Fort Erie. We won our first series, like swept the team. Second series, we played three games. Yeah, because best of seven. So we played three games and we're winning three to nothing against this team, but it's a fucking bloodbath. Like everyone's scrapping, and this is in AAA. Everyone's fighting. People are kicked out. All of, we had like you get five overagers on the team, so you get like five twenty-one year olds or something okay. like that. And these guys were like our toughest guys. They're fucking soldiers. Like I've never played with tougher <laughs> guys. I was only eighteen, so these guys were like you know the guys in high school yeah, that you yeah. looked up to. All five of them that are our captain, our two assistant captains are all suspended, and they're suspended for a few fucking games. Like I think they got like three or four game suspensions. So we're like, okay, we're way better than this team. But if so, if we lose three games on purpose, we'll beat them in game seven and get our fucking guys back fresh for the next series. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of that, the league came in and said, there's been a mistake. You weren't even supposed to be playing Fort Erie. <laughs> you guys actually are supposed to be playing Leamington. And we're like, what the fuck? But all your suspensions carry over into this other... Like, If you're voiding the series, how come the suspensions aren't voided? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to go against a team that's been sitting now for like three games that we've played. So it's like almost like, you know, a week and a half or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're totally fresh and they're just waiting for us. And they're fucking good. <laughs> and they're just lighting us up. We don't have any of our guys. Our guys are gone for that whole fucking thing, right? So, Leamington. So we go down to Leamington, and like I think it's like the third night. We know we're going down. We're gonna get eliminated. <laughs> and one of my buddies and I, we just got so fucking drunk before, <laughs> and uh, like the night before. And these guys are buying us drinks at the bar and shit, and like. We fucking end up uh, just drinking in a junkyard, and it's raining, and we're just drinking, like, bush tall cans in the junkyard. <laughs> I, I think it was the parents of the other team that were in the bar, and they are buying us drinks. Jesus. <laughs> we, we fucking put up a good fight in that last game, but, yeah, it, I've never seen anything more corrupt than kids hockey, you That's know? That's funny. I remember when I uh, played lacrosse, uh, I, I uh, got too old. Uh, Nagon Lake didn't have a uh, past midget. Yep. So when you're like 18, 19, 21, I had to go to St. Catharines. I joined a team there and it was, uh, there was two teams in St. Catharines. There was the, uh, the athletics, they just called them the A's and they were good. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the Spartans who was, uh, the other side of town, the bad, the downtown team. And that's what team I joined. Nice. And, uh. I remember in our league, we had one American team. Like, you, there's not a lot of box lacrosse in, in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when I grew up in Niagara Lake, everyone, uh, like, half our team was uh, Native American from uh, just on the other side of the border. Yep. Like, uh, I think it's Tuscarora Indian Reservation over there. So, they didn't have an option, so they'd always come over and play with us, uh, which was great for our team. Fuck uh, yeah. It boosted us real good. And then uh, there was... A, one team in like it's called Newtown. It was another reservation. It was like almost to the like New York State Pennsylvania border. Like it mm-hmm. was it was a little trek to get out there. And when I was on this team, of, like we we're all eighteen, nineteen. Is that where the school shooting was? Uh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Different Newtown. Uh, it's a reservation. So okay. But yeah. Newtown was in Ohio, wasn't it? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. They, listen, read the conspiracy theories. That shooting didn't even happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had to, uh, I had to go tell our coach, we had a game down there and um, 
eighty percent of our team wasn't allowed to cross the border. Oh shit! <laughs> and so we, we, I'm like, you got to call him and cancel it. And he's like, none of these guys. So I was like, no, they were all fucking criminals over here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can cross the border, That's so, so we got to cancel the game. <laughs> they canceled it. That's really funny. Uh huh. How old were you guys? <laughs> we were like. I was. I played on this team from when I was eighteen to twenty-one. Okay, that yeah. was the last team I played on. Yeah, but it was a uh, bunch of goons. Yeah, yeah. It was it, like it started like at that age. It starts turning into like a men's league, pretty much. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. You don't really give a shit if you win. You just you're going drinking afterwards, and yeah, that's pretty much what it's all it's good about. Good camaraderie. Uh huh. And then after that, we uh, I started playing um, playing slow pitch. That's that's where the fun is. <laughs> get the first drink of beer get the second drink of beer yeah we know how to play slow pitch <laughs> nice man but yeah that was the end of my uh, athletic days until two weekends ago in the um comedy records three on three basketball tournament yeah yeah i'm sure you guys were pretty winded oh and four baby <laughs> i scored two baskets the whole day fuck they must have felt good though <laughs> they did yeah <laughs> So what's high school like for you? That's where you you, yeah. you you peak. You start getting popular. You're high school was fun. Yeah, yeah. We you know play, like played hockey all through high school. Played uh, rugby, football. I played football just in my last year because like that jersey gets you out of everything. It's <laughs> party city, right? That's <laughs> that's really all it was about. Yeah. You know, we just you know. I got together with a couple guys that are just alcoholics and we fucking drank all the time. And it was, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, holy shit. Just drinking? Drinking and chewing tobacco. Just, <laughs> you fucking <redneck>. Never, never, <laughs> never smoked pot really. Like, I, you know, like tried it, but it wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, never did, ne- did never any. Never smoked darts, did you? No, no, I couldn't get into that. You know, my dad sm- used to smoke and uh, yeah, I just never wanted to get into that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know. I don't, I don't know how you get fucking hooked on it. I guess, well, you, I don't know how you get hooked on it, but I don't know how you would want to go back to it after it's, trying it. It's fucked. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's, isn't it strange? It tastes so fucking bad like, yeah. the first couple you, times. You get used to that fucking... It's yeah. Like, it's like beer, wasn't it? Did, did you like the taste did. of your first beer? I did like beer, and uh, I was, yeah, but... Yeah. That's, I never did. I don't know. But I, I was always drinking it warm because it was always that's true. snuck beer. You stolen know? beers are yeah. fucking... <laughs> stolen beers taste great. <laughs> Love a good stolen beer. My buddy Chris Joint and I, uh, I actually got to go hang out with him for the first time in years. Uh, he lives out in Saskatoon now, and uh, I was playing out there. So I was like... He, was at, he just messaged me. He's like, out of the blue, he's like, hey, when are you coming up to Saskatoon? I'm like, actually, I just booked a fucking weekend. There, there. you go. I'm coming out and let's get drunk. Hadn't seen him since like grade eight and we used to always in grade eight and grade seven we'd steal fucking beer and go drink in the bush first time <laughs> first time i ever got drunk we were camping for a lacrosse tournament that's what we did for lacrosse tournaments in the summer like our, yeah it was like the parents would f- decide what tournaments we we're going to and it was just like their party weekend like yeah kids can play they go to bed and then if we all snuck out of our uh <laughs> I think we always had a camper, but I'd always pitch a tent because so I could like yeah my parents couldn't keep an eye on me, and we snuck out, uh, stole a cooler full of Labatt Fifty, <laughs> and I just got fucking drunk for the yeah. first time and like just up all night, and it was uh it was a lovely memory. <laughs> oh fuck, man! Yeah, you know what? That was fun though. Like going on the road, like with your hockey team or whatever team that you're on team sports and yeah you, those parties in the hotel when you're mm-hmm. you know yeah. in your in your high school years it's, it's always a blast and then certain parents are fucking against it and, and then you find the cool parents are well my <laughs> my old man used to uh he used to coach uh, me and my brothers um and it was always the the a team the travel team where you, yeah. you'd have to make cuts 
and he'd always like if it came down to two two players <laughs> yeah like he's like well one of them's got to go my dad would look at the parents and be like okay who's who, gonna be a headache yeah who's gonna be a headache and who's gonna be fun on the party weekends yeah exactly. and uh yeah i remember this guy uh <laughs> fuck they cut him my dad cut him a couple of times and his dad called every year like what the fuck you cut my kid for and it was just like because you're pretty, this is pretty much it it's your fault because <laughs> you suck at fucking party <laughs> yeah, you fucking douchebag you're a fucking stick in the mud mr oh, wilson yeah <laughs> yeah because you're the type of guy who calls and asks why his kid got cut <laughs> but uh oh i remember one year we went to this is the year where we all stayed down and played <laughs> <laughs> played for the noble king knights uh local league and we we had a tournament in meaford ontario you've been oh, been to buddy. meaford yeah I, I i've seen that gig sheet before I'm yeah like, oh, god where the fuck's meaford <laughs> yeah fuck man so we're dri- we're going we're going to meaford and our buddy's dad was uh like recovering alcoholic like he's in like the program the 12 steps doing the whole fucking <laughs> thing trying to better himself and he comes and picks us up and we bring a hockey bag up and like we're like how do you like this and we open up the bag and it's just full of fucking beer and he goes jesus christ <laughs> like that we're, we're not done yet we fucking bring a keg up out of the basement and put it in the back of his jeep he goes fuck me and like you know he's fucking he knew he was falling off the wagon right there there you go and he did and <laughs> always fun to get a friend off the wagon <laughs> oh yeah a friend's dad <laughs> he's doing his crocodile hunter impression too loud when he's wasted and they're calling the security on him uh that's great i loved um did you ever do this trick when you'd bring a case of beer to the arena and then you'd go get a, a like a snow shovel full of their fucking snow from the zamboni you just throw a big bury like you bury the case in the dressing oh, room yeah, yeah, at yeah. the beginning of the game that's and, a beauty move and yeah. then it would just like it would by the time you got out the snow would almost all be melted but the beers would be ice it's a perfect cold. move <laughs> Zamboni the, ice you know what we used to do this is a fucking awesome prick move if you live in a small town usually it's uh, easier to well, I guess you could do it in Toronto if you knew, you know, just go to the arena. But they always have, like, that mound of snow outside. We would go and we'd just get a whole bunch of fucking snowballs, just make them up <laughs> in the fucking summer. And we'd just be driving, driving down the street, smoking people with snowballs. And the fucking reaction, they have no idea how they got hit by a fucking yeah, well, snowball. They, they don't even know what's hitting them. They're like, fuck. <laughs> and it's a fucking snowball in I the summer. I threw a fucking milkshake at someone to drive by. It was just like I was so... It's such a shitty move, eh? I know. <laughs> And I was just like, this will be funny. And as I let it go, I'm like, I am a horrible fucking oh, person. And this is what I'm going to hell for if that it alters, place ever existed. It alters their fucking day. Like, oh, yeah, we, like, you know what we used to do? This is, I mean, it's just so fucking dumb. Like, we pull up, my brother would honk the horn, and then the person would look over at us and we just go, hey, fuck you then just drive away <laughs> like we'd make full eye contact and that person sitting there wondering what, what they did for the rest of the, that that fucking affects you like it just throws you out of the natural balance of your like day-to-day right fuck, fuck. your brother at pricks eh well we Runs were in the family yeah yeah he's, he's a lot better than me but <laughs> uh, it'll get you a good deal on a casket though. yeah That's right. <laughs> fill that with snowballs I'm, eh just I'm trying to beat yeah <laughs> too funny so never uh never a drug scene up there in muskoka i guess eh? well i was never into it i mean there is yeah oh it's it's everywhere it's the place <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of a lot of snowstorms up there a lot of blizzards up in muskoka 
Find a lot of meth in uh, like uh, northern Ontario towns. Yeah, pro- yeah, I would imagine. It's weird because because I don't do it, so I like hardly ever notice it. But it's mm-hmm. funny how like if like someone's a cokehead, like they know who the other cokeheads are. There's, there's like a coke radar. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And like, but I'm totally <laughs> off. The bl- I'm not. I'm not on the the grid. So yeah, I totally never notice it. And like this shit's happening all around me. I'm like, yeah. Hey, but you, you know, ever try any of it? Like no, I no? I never had uh, the will to do that. Yeah, I've never I've never done cocaine in my life. I'll like putting anything in my nose i had allergies for almost my entire life i was so fucking sick of my nose <laughs> I think I, uh, doing everything to it i think i snorted uh crushed up uh some some kind of pill one time i yeah. like crushed up ridlin or something oh yeah 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 so he's like you want to do a line of it i'm like i don't do coke they're like it's ridlin i'm like well i okay, okay. Full sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah never never got into the cocaine man i think uh, me and you are both uh addictive personalities that would um i, I know exactly down a very dark rabbit hole you thought i was arrogant before <laughs> just wait till you see me now oh, buddy, i couldn't imagine you on fucking coke just fucking oh it'd be <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> i've driven you home wasted before that's, that's hard enough yeah I wouldn't want to fucking deal with me then. That's God, Tony Montana, Scarface without the money. <laughs> oh fuck! So uh, your uh, dreams of the NHL don't come through. So you got to decide what you're doing with your life after high school and hockey. Yeah, yeah. And you go to Humber College. Yeah, yeah. I always, you know what? I always kind of knew. Did you always know you want to be stand up, or you just wanted to do something. I wanted to do comedy. I want. I kind of wanted to write. I wasn't really sure. I'd never really thought a lot about stand up but um obviously it was one lane way um when i was in grade eight like uh, i had a teacher who knew i was like a funny writer and he like he wrote on one of my report cards like you know one day you should write for the tonight show or something like that and i was like oh that's kind of cool like comedy could be an interesting thing to do and then i saw humber had a program and i saw that when i was in grade nine i'm like oh, i'm just gonna fucking do that <laughs> so i didn't take anything in high school seriously at all i was a you know yeah, yeah. like i was a always just do trying to do comedy related things the did whole time. Did you do time. any uh, like acting or anything in high school, like school plays or no, not really. Like no I creative did, outlets. I didn't do anything like that. Like I, like I wrote a lot of. I just wrote a ton of shit. I did the um, the Christmas assembly at the end of the year. I was like in like a whole ton of that and like i had a drama teacher who did not fucking like me and she's a fucking cunt <laughs> and you know we just fucking banged heads so i, was, I just hated this person she didn't you know she, she didn't want me to <clears throat> succeed in any of that so i just mm-hmm. did my own thing i did a lot of like my own like video stuff like when tom green came out that's when i was in high school yeah. and i'm like this guy that's what I want to fucking do, you know, mm-hmm. like just stuff like that. He doesn't give a shit. He's doing his own thing. That's kind of that, that guerrilla warfare comedy was amazing. And what do your parents think about you uh, wanting to go to Humber? They were totally supportive. They yeah. they knew I was a fucking bad egg. <laughs> they knew. No, they they knew that that was you know that they knew I was a good writer though, and they and they supported that, and they figured that I you know. Did you try comedy before Humber? No. Like, how do you get into Humber? Like they if make you're going into a comedy school. Like do you have to do stand up for them? You know what? Okay. You so, yeah, you have to audition, and it's it's really fucking strange to do because you they bring you into like a room, like an office or conference room, and it's just two people, two guys sitting there, and you got to do like a monologue or a. Um, 
like a stand-up performance or whatever you can do you know whatever and then they decide based on that and you have to have a certain like you your grades have to be certain you know, something to get into college i guess mm. but uh I did, yeah, I did like a like a monologue from like that I just wrote for like a character. I think it was I was like a PBS, one of their like hosts, and like you know I wanted uh, I was like asking people to pledge money uh, for to raise money for PBS, and uh, if you don't, uh, we're gonna start killing endangered species. And then like, <laughs> starting right now with this baby panda, and I pull out like a picture of the panda, and it says Cheyenne. Like that's like a really like nice name for the like, innocent name. And uh, so it was like it just was kind of like a dark, bizarre thing that I wrote, and they and they really liked it. And so yeah, I got into that. And uh, but the first week of school, or no, the first like few weeks, they put the students up to do stand up. I think we were the second week, and it was like Hunter Collins, me. I don't know if Post was on the same show, but like we were all in the same year. Cal Post and Brian O'Gorman, okay. Nick Beaton. I know Hunter and I were like were on the same first show ever. So we did three minutes of stand up at a packed house at Yuck Yucks. Very supportive. <laughs> Of room like everyone's friends yeah, and family yeah. come out and it's wild and like if you do well it's gonna be you know pandemonium in there and i like actually smoked that first show oh, so well, don't hard don't you smoke it bud oh the next the next fucking two years <laughs> every show for the next two years and I was, then i had callen here last week and he was telling me uh he was awful at the start like just yeah the first 15 years <laughs> cowl was a guy who and he wouldn't mind me saying this but yeah he he was a slow starter but he he, yeah, he said he he was considering quitting he like he didn't get it like it wasn't clicking the most didn't. persistent person i've ever seen like in comedy because he did he yeah he, he was not good it was like he never really tapped into who he was on stage it took him like i was always kind of like how I am obnoxious. Know, yeah, I, I had that. You know, I had that comfort mm -hmm. to be a prick. But uh, Cal, well, yeah, he had a tough time being himself. He tried to be other people. When he first started, he was kind of trying to be Jim Carrey. That was his main influence, and he would act like Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dane Cook fucking blew up and he was trying to be dane cook cal was out walking on tables you know fucking yeah. trying anything and then uh, bill hicks you know was like the popular thing to to kind of like around that you know the early 2000s and, and he then when started, he got into toronto comedy he uh, became wilmot wilmot yeah yeah he definitely <laughs> no he definitely would take on almost like the traits of the people that are influencing him and so it's hard i think for him to like become himself and he's since become much closer to where he wants to be he's starting to fucking do really well with you know any show that i've been on with him in the last uh little while he's done pretty good well we love him here at the never sleeps network studio i i, I do have to mention that uh, like four times for cal's gonna fucking bomb tonight just because we said that <laughs> <laughs> is he on your rude dudes show tonight uh no not tonight but he was just on the uh podcast a couple weeks ago sweet, so he was sweet, actually sweet. the last episode that we had out actually nice so. when, how often do you put your podcast to uh we usually have something every Every week, there's a couple times where we've had scheduling where we can't, but it usually, you know, we what we try and do is do three a month, and then the fourth week will be like a throwback episode because all those episodes, for whatever reason, got taken off iTunes, so we're just yeah, putting yeah. them back up one at a time type when, thing. When's Jeff Paul Divorce Legend getting back up there? Yeah, that'll be up. <laughs> that, that was one of our most listened to episodes. It was fucking great, and I still consider that one of the best stories ever told. Are you doing it in your stand-up act now? No, Kira always tells me I got to tell the story it's a swan song it's yeah. like a closer it's for, a for the four people who listen to this thing i um 
I kind of went a little crazy during my divorce and I was married to an ex-police officer and I kind of took her badge one day and went and played cop to find the man that was fucking her. So anyway, it's a story for another day. But it's there's the it's cool a story notes. for a stand-up special. I think that's, yeah, I think that's one of the best stories. But that was with doing the podcast. I really love getting that type of story from mm-hmm. a comic. Like, get well, And there. then my, my mom called, we called my mom on that. And uh, she dropped the uh, the line of the uh, yeah. episode. <laughs> we asked her about my ex-wife. She's like, she was a bitch. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, I was blinded by love, Mom. She goes, it wasn't love you were blinded by. It was pussy. <laughs> yeah, and she's got that crass voice, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was oh, mom's so Mom's first mic drop, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, those. Uh, th- that's the type of stuff that you want uh, to get, like, on a Rude Dudes type podcast, those yeah. jam stories. The fucking Rude Dudes. <laughs> Let loose when you get on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to Humber and then uh, do you stay in Toronto? Because when I got into comedy, you were the guy that lived up north. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I lived um, I lived in Toronto for, I'm just trying to think, the first year in Humber, I li- my parents still lived in Nobleton, so I lived at their house. So oh, I was able to drive commute. in every day? Yeah, yeah, oh, which is only like a 40 minutes though. And I just commute. I had a buddy who drove me down, so it was like not a big, uh, not a big deal. And then... Uh, the next year, I got an apartment for about half the year in, like, Etobicoke, near the college. Okay. And so, I was living down there for a bit. And then I lived up uh, back in Nobleton for, like, the second part of the year. So, I lived at uh, a friend's house and, yeah, just in commuted again. But it was, yeah, it was all right. So, that's when I, when I lived, uh, when I went to college. And then after college, I got, uh, like, a room in a, a party house. All the comedians lived there. So, you did actually spend some time yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. The first, like... Or after the first year in Humber, when I started stand up, there's like about four years or three years, three years probably that I was down in Toronto. Okay. And then, you know, it was just kind of spinning your wheels in Toronto at the time. There wasn't near as many. What are you doing for money? Because you're not making money at the beginning. No, no. I was, uh, I worked in a call center for a while. I worked landscaping. I did a bit bit of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it was nothing too lucrative. And then when's the move to Muskoka happen? Um, Yeah, it would have been, I'm trying to think. Like like, you go from Toronto to Muskoka? Yeah, Trump up to Muskoka. Okay. So yeah, like like your folks moved out there, and then you moved back with them, or yeah, I moved back with them, and then uh, you know my wife and I we were living at our parents' house, and we we were, when we were just dating, and then uh, how long have you been with her now? Oh God, too long, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> She'd say the same. No, we yeah, I don't know, like nine, ten years. Okay, it's been a while. So we saved up some our money, and then we we got our house. Uh, how are you okay? Right, um, right before we got married, I think so. When you move back up there, um, you can't be making money on comedy to buy a house. No, so no. What do like, you do? What do you? You got a Joe job or? Yeah, I was working landscaping, yeah. and, okay. and she was working teaching. So like that's okay. the the type of uh, gig, and then and then comedy and running the festival. I got. When's the last time you had a real job, like a day job? Oh God, like five years ago, okay. probably. And when's yeah. the, when do you start the festival? The Cottage Country Comedy Festival. Start, if, uh, uh, Ten years ago. So it was. Years. Well, I was twenty three when I started. I'm thirty four now. So Jesus. Yeah. Twenty three. Who are you? Who's your first? Uh, give me the names of the the first guys up there. Like, because yeah. it's. I remember when I started Icebreakers, it was like, fucking, who do I know that would do this for yeah, no yeah. money? That's it. That's it. And I was like a new comic, so it was hard to... So the first year we had uh, Jeff McHenry, Nick Beaton. So it's all your friends. All my friends. Yeah. Brian O'Gorman, Hunter Collins, 
uh, Rebecca Kohler, who I just kind of met. Like, she was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. I love how, like, dark her, her, especially her old stuff was pretty dark. I, Good. Um, John Doerr. Uh, who I, who he was like the last minute like I asked him and he was wanted to do it but he wasn't sure if he had something and then uh, the week of he came in unadvertised and just fucking destroyed the whole thing like he was so fucking good the things are hit from the start like he- yeah yeah the because the the first time we did it we got about two hundred people out to like each of our like theater shows and then we did a couple bar shows and they were like a hundred people each it was and it was I, it was so much easier i think early on to get people out because all your friends come out and when you're younger yeah. and my brother and sister were, were younger so they had like a bunch of friends that were just like bar age and stuff so we're pulling all those people in a small town they all move away eventually yeah. so about five six years in it gets tougher you gotta start drawing in you know the festival has to ha- kind of have a reputation or name mm-hmm. enough in the community that people you don't know are starting to come and that was that was a tough corner to to turn and sometimes yeah. you know no we got but, um this year for icebreakers uh end of uh january by the way uh tyler morrison will be there yeah yeah i'm looking forward on to the it, meltdown show we're gonna get fucked up we're gonna get fucking melted down <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah uh we expanded a bit this year mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay let's hope like First, we uh, for the for the Saturday night the big show we managed to finally get a uh, an actual theater down in Niagara mm-hmm. Lake, um, so that's adding like a hundred and I don't know I think a hundred and twenty five hundred and fifty tickets nice. just a Saturday, and then uh, then we ended up starting it on a Wednesday now. Oh like yeah, in a in a bigger venue than like our Thursday and Friday venue. So yep. I'm like, hopefully we didn't. Yeah, stretch yeah. Ourselves. Like you don't want to grow too fast, but you do, you'd need to expand. We fucking grew too fast. I think it was my brother was working with me and he's a fucking sales juggernaut. Like I'm not, I do kind of everything else. I can do that if that's all I have mm-hmm. to do. But uh, he sold so many fucking tickets that it was like, okay, the, we, we're doing like two fucking full festivals in like a fucking, in, within like a two month period. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. And then he moves moves away because he's going to school. And like, I don't have that anymore. It's like, well, you're going to go down a little bit from that. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have the money to hire someone full time yeah, to fucking yeah. fill that fucking spot. So yeah, it was, uh, I see where it could have been, but I'm also like do i want that type of headache i want to be a comic too like mm-hmm. there's a certain time where like you know for a bit there i think i would have been it's a little delusional but like to think that you can keep both hats you know do that you can do both things to the max of each yeah. right and the, and you know i didn't put as much of a premium on stage time living up there and, I just, and I, when i should have but i never realized that until like i really started getting on you know doing a lot of stand-up and mm-hmm. and when i went more full tilt on comedy than producing and and then i well I that's what i remember it. about when i first met you like everyone's joke was oh tyler fucking four sets a year yeah yeah <laughs> i was living in my fucking basement building the festival up and then i hardly would get on stage and then it's like you know what i gotta f-. but i was also doing a lot of gigs that i put on by myself that like no comedians are going to be around that too but yeah for yeah. sure definitely not in like a comedy scene and when i signed with yuck yucks which is in 2013 
2013, not 2013, was it? Fucking, no, it would have been only, it was like 2015 probably. But I started getting way more shows because, you you know, when you're doing those club weekends, it's really nice to get, you know, three or four Mm -hmm. shows as opposed to you going to one town independently. You can only really get one show. Yeah, one show per town, one show per night. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm maximizing this and I'm, you know, doing 45 minutes. So I'm like, this is, this is, um, I'm getting better. And I felt like, I felt it. And, you know, I got some good advice from Wilmot and stuff like that. Just about, you know, how I can get better as a comic. Mm-hmm. And it fucking, I took it. I listened. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to, you know, it's hard to listen when, if you think that you fucking know what you're doing. But then you see those benefits happening. And and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, and I lost a little bit of my heart in producing. I really like doing stand-up a lot more. See, I think like I've got a like a good team that helps me with icebreakers, so yeah. I'm not uh, like I'm not going at it alone. Yeah, which is good because um, like I, I fuck I stretch myself super thin. Like I still do, I do comedy like five six nights a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus I've got a, a nine to day five job. Day job. Yep. <clears throat> plus I run this festival. Uh, one of my shows I do each week is a weekly show, which is it's not that hard, to, but it's still like yeah. I don't know. I like I like the fact that I'm always doing something, mm-hmm. which is good for me because. I don't have a kid, you know? Yeah, true. Like, this is... That kind of changed the game a little bit for me, too. Like, you have to put your focus in where yeah, it's yeah. important. Like, if, if uh, me and Kira would have a kid, something's got to give. That's it, right? And so, I would hate it to be anything to do with stand-up. Like, I, yeah. I want to quit my day job every fucking day, but I'm just like... Yeah, well, you're living in Toronto. It's not a fucking easy city. Yeah, but it's like, it's a f- well-paying job. Um, It's pretty easy. It's convenient. I got like seven weeks vacation coming up in 2018. Yeah. <clears throat> so I can do like my tours and shit, benefits. I got a pension. I'm just like, I don't know. Why would I want to leave this to fucking, to just struggle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, especially living in Toronto, trying to make comedy money. Like, I don't want to live in a house where it costs me $250 for rent because it's only worth $250. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I have a nice home. and Well, how old are you now? You're, I'm, uh, I'll am i be 38. In yeah, you're old enough that you don't need to live in a $250. Yeah, area, yeah, yeah. You know? But the thing is with, like, I don't know, man. I'm not to the point in stand-up yet where I can cover the losses of quitting the day job. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about halfway there but it's just i don't know man it's hard to make fucking money in this business stand-up is a hard you have to you have to be incredibly fucking yeah. aggressive and it's like, like I'm, i make a lot of money doing stand-up uh but it's not nearly as much as i make yeah, yeah. my day job so just yeah exactly know. no but it's just so like that's why like i hate seeing comedians who aren't like good comedians that are fucking just so aggressive with like booking themselves everywhere mm-hmm. and it's like fuck man like that client's not gonna book comedy again for another fucking 10 years yeah man like because you're like, going in and fucking sully in the water there's you know like there was a tour a couple uh winters ago a friend of mine was on the tour but he was still fresh and mm-hmm. like he was still green yeah but he was the top person on this tour and it was like an insane cross-country tour yeah where these like amateurs go in and um our friend at the time, he was funny, but he wasn't, didn't have the skill set to clean up the other people's mess. Yeah, that's it. You need a cleanup. <clears throat> you so, need them to at least walk away going, oh, at least that guy was yeah, fucking good. Like, if you go to 20 <laughs> small towns across Canada and uh, charge everyone 20 bucks a ticket 
and they go see this, they're like, well, that's what stand-up comedy is. And they only go out fucking... Some people only ever see comedy one time, mm-hmm. and that, like, that's it's not the same as, like, music. They don't understand that the, that it's a refined... Like, they don't refine their taste like music. They, yeah. Maybe a little bit more now with the internet you can, but we still have that. Comedy's still, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years behind, I think, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Canada, anyway. In the States, is probably a little bit better. But uh, for people to, like, you know, people just come because it's comedy. They're not coming sometimes to see mm-hmm. you or I because they've gone and, you know, they're fans of ours. That, yeah, that like, happens. I yeah. have, um, like, uh, for Icebreakers, uh, before tickets went on sale, I've had people, like, hey, emailing, like, hey, I go every year. When's Tyler Morrison coming back? <laughs> <laughs> You're a fan favorite down there, bud. Would I have you down there twice? <laughs> yeah, I've been down twice. Every time I went down, it was fucking great. My uh, my trip to comic, uh, cottage country yeah. was not fun. I'll that wasn't that. fair. <clears throat> I, uh, for those listening at home, uh, oh, God. Ty- Tyler's uh, weekend was sullied by um, the Tragically Hip's last concert on the CBC, oh. which I think all of Canada was watching that that night. And it was too late to fucking pull the plug yeah, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, uh, we had a, we had 20 people or something yeah. in the audience. It was 20, 25 people. And you know what? They all fucking hated the Tragically Hips gods. <laughs> <laughs> but the best, uh, that night, um, cause we're all, it's hard to do good with 20 people. Like we all, yeah. we, the 20 people still got a good show, but, uh, yeah. uh, Nigel had the best line of the night. Nigel Grinstead. <laughs> uh, well, at least, at least Gord's not the only one slowly dying on a stage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking legendary. Yeah. I think that's one of the best fucking like perfect line for that scenario. Uh-huh. Oh fuck, yeah, but, that um, was tough. We'll get you back again. Yeah, fucking what give a... me a crowd, eh, bud? Yeah, I know. That's like that's one where I'm like, I feel I owe a guy. <laughs> As a producer, you never feel good about that one. But I think it was also one of those ones where everyone understands. It's like, uh-huh. oh god. <laughs> uh, well, what's uh, what's uh, what's next for Tyler Morrison? then huh oh you know how's 2018 looking for you 2018's looking good i'm kicking that off at uh new year's eve at massey hall oh nice yeah and uh, then i'm doing uh uh western dates out yuck yucks in vancouver and abbotsford coming back doing icebreakers in niagara Mm -hmm. falls come niagara on the lake niagara on the lake come on fuck (laughs) now i feel real bad yeah yeah i'd be like if i went up to uh Oh, and I said you lived in, um, I don't know, Huntsville. Yeah. You, you wouldn't like that shit. Not at all. Or, or I don't know. I don't, well, Bracebridge, what else is up there? It's a, yeah, Gravenhurst. Grave, is, that's the one I was ooh, thinking about. That's, yeah, don't is, be is, saying that. Is that the rival in, town, Gravenhurst? Well, uh, you know what? Huntsville is like Bracebridge's rival, but we're Gravenhurst's rival. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a pecking order. Yeah, but uh, oh, yeah, I'm doing the uh, Edmonton and Calgary. Yuck. So I got a pretty full schedule for the winter, and so that should be good, fun. Good, good. Yeah, man. And uh, the kid uh as a kid she uh she's great was she three uh two and a half she'll be three in march and then uh my wife is due in uh april what i did not know this yeah yeah so we're having another uh another girl in april girl you poor bastard snake eh? eyes again eh? (laughs) just like to take the time right now and say government of china you can suck my ass i'm never getting a vasectomy motherfuckers (laughs) gonna plop out a bunch of girls (laughs) leave them on your street Hey, girls are going to be running the world soon, so I'm building an army. There you go. There you go. It was a it was a quota you had to fill for the yeah. uh, for the festival. Hey, you know what? Two girls, red hair. 
Looks like Louis C.K.'s spot just fucking opened up. <laughs> um, when you when when are you roasting someone next? You're always uh, you're always entertaining on those crazy roasts. You know what? I don't have any roasts coming up. Uh, it'd be nice to fucking get one though. I'm talking to a couple people about planning something. Um, me and Hunter at one point uh, considered doing a monthly roast of me. Yeah, yeah. Where, where he hosts, and each month we just bring in five people to just fucking terrorize. Yeah, him. but it's mainly just for us. So we're writing. Yeah. F- jokes for five people. Like, we got a, a project each month. Yeah, well, what the fuck happened with, like... I mean, is Roast Battles going to be back on uh, TV or, like, I, I don't... I have no idea. It seems like it, like, cooled off just a little bit, but I don't... I'm, I'm sure... It's a fad. In, comes and yeah, goes. I'm sure in the States, it's still... Like, in, in New York, it's still going, but, uh, yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be cool to... Uh, you know, do some more roasting. I fucking love it. When we had uh, you at the Dopin' Mike roast uh, last year. Yeah. Um, you had the line of the night with uh, about Rob Pugh. Oh. He said like 4,000 4, missing native women in this <laughs> in this country and your mom's the only one that left voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's gold, buddy. Gold. The, um, we'll have to talk though about, I got an idea for like a format for roasting that we should try and do. I'm it'd always up to fucking tell my friends how much I hate them. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It'll be perfect it'll be good to get the boys on nice and nice. the girls and the girls it's 2017 all fuck right guys. we gotta get the girls fuck on there guys. they should get roasted too fuck guys not spit roasted though all right <laughs> treat them like ladies uh well that's pretty much uh that's our time did you have fun here at the old yeah. uh the old fucking potato files here at fucking never right, sleeps man. network bud i had a great time at the potato files on the never sleeps network <laughs> don't say plug. the never sleeps network i get in shit from alex all the time it's just never sleeps network okay oh. there's no the i'll never get you back see the on this card again you see the on this card <laughs> yeah. you're out of the never sleeps bedroom i can't even say the never okay we're uh. we're going off the rails here um <laughs> uh plug your socials for the people at home and uh don't well massey hall go check him out there i think it'll this podcast will be out by then and cool. See him at the Icebreakers Comedy Festival in Niagara Lake. Absolutely. End of January. What, what do you got? Yeah, you can catch, uh, like, get all my tour dates, everything that I'm doing, uh, tylermorson.ca, and uh, you can listen to my podcast, Rude Dudes, uh, on iTunes and uh, all the other podcast fucking platforms, and uh, at tylermorson1 on Twitter. I wonder what just at Tyler Morrison's doing, eh? I know, Does man. Does he got any followers? I'm get, we should check up on should that. Be like, just tweet him. Be like, can I just have my fucking name? Hey, hey <laughs> we all know who the better man is. <laughs> look at my followers. Look at yours. Give me my fucking name. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming in, man. Uh, always always fun to have a nice chat with you. Yeah, brother. And, Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the Dopin' Mic, which happens every single Wednesday at the Underground Comedy Club, guys. Uh, that's where you can find find me and you can find me on all the socials jeff paul comedy and check out the icebreakers comedy festival coming to niagara on the lake the end of january guys that's our episode thank you very much tyler morrison guys uh come back listen to us again sometime please tell your friends share subscribe all that shit thank you very much potato files never sleeps network bye bye Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. 
Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.